video games were made to be played. Don't play yours? We know some people who will. We are Get Well Gamers, a charity who take your unwanted video games and consoles to give to children's hospitals and wards across the UK. Donating is super easy. Just head over to our website, getwellgamers.org.uk, to fill out our online donation form. You've played the hero, now be the hero. Welcome to the Pure Dead Gaming Podcast, episode number 77, your weekly Scottish dose of all things gaming. This week, myself, Jessica and Pure Dead Craig are here to discuss what has been happening. If it wasn't for Square Enix right enough announcing all the Final Fantasy games, we'd have very little to talk about. So while they aren't necessarily our cup of tea, the gesture is appreciated. Of course, we've both had our gaming fix this week, playing both the Quarry and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Shredder's Revenge together. Plus, Craig has played a few more games as well, including a pure dead platinum for all you trophy and achievement hunters. This week's main film was... Sorry, main film review was Dead Rising Endgame, which came out in 2016. Find out what we thought of that in due course. Yes. And the bin looms for one lucky soul item or scenario, but what will get the nod this week? Keep listening to find out, and we will also reveal our pick of the week as well. If you have any thoughts, comments, or questions on the podcast or want to get in touch, then you can do so in various ways. I will leave all the relevant links in our description. And I've even had time to include some of the questions this week, which I hadn't done in about three or four weeks so fair fucks to people for continuing to write in because i've just not had the time to include very many of them (laughs) and to be fair they still keep coming so uh cheers for that everyone much appreciated thank you what's been happening this week craig Mm, not a great deal i don't think other than playing some games yeah. which is handy considering we do a gaming podcast but it's not really been that much you've had the more eventful weekend than i have i have yeah it's sort of been dance fever all last week with the little ones dancing shows and then we were at another event yeah that was a bit full on wasn't it every Dan- night yeah and then we had saturday dancing too and then i was at uh disney descendants i would call it like a tribute act yeah um show with her as well so yeah you sent me a few pictures of that and it honestly looked like my worst nightmare yeah it would have been and don't be wrong like our daughter watches the three films regularly and there's a few catchy tunes on there Mm -hmm. but still just seeing these junior pedophiles up there (laughs) That's not Singing. fair. They said they were nominated for an award of sorts. I don't know what it Aye. was. What kind of award? I think it was like the Scottish Business Awards or something. So that's pretty big deal. Right. I would have thought it would have been some sort of musical award, but not. Well, maybe in that category. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but you can say you're nominated for anything. That's true. I mean, you were nominated for the bin and you won it. What an accolade well, that is. Exactly. <laughs> I. Now everybody's desperate to get in. 
That thing done a what? That thing done a one eighty in seven not, days. I'm not sure if that's exactly how it went down. All of a sudden, it's the place to be. Mm. Started with Ryan when Ryan went and everyone was like, oh, "I do like Ryan," <laughs> and then I've joined them, and now all of a sudden, it's like some sort of exclusive handshake club. Mm-hmm. Oh, speaking of handshakes, actually, um, there is a school in Greater Manchester somewhere that's right. hit the press this week because. They have made a new rule in the school that you're not allowed to hug, handshake with anyone, or give a high five. Pupils aren't allowed to do this. Why? I don't know. Really? Yeah. It's to like... I can't remember what they said. a pandemic type thing? No, I think it's just to like promote... I don't know. Distance. Yeah, hang on to hang on to I find the article because I've probably still got it here. You know how I don't shut any of my tabs when I'm. I do know <laughs> very well, yeah. yeah. Um, they said, and from the article, it says the ban will improve quote school culture and encourage mutual respect. Um, but that's absolute bullshit because if you respect someone, you're like high five. Yeah, it's a strict no contact rule. Parents think it's ridiculous. And is what sort? Of, what sort? Of, is this a primary this school? A secondary or? school. I can understand the hugging part because they're like, is it hugging? Are they grinding? What's going on? What kind of hugs do you offer? Who's <laughs> what? Well, you know all about it. But <laughs> I'm just saying, you get horny kids at school. They might be like, right, no hugging because we can't see what's going on here. And I don't think that's an issue. Correct me if I'm wrong, anyone listening, but I don't think that's an issue. I would think it's an issue. Right. But the high fives seems just absolutely ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And the handshakes, I mean, anyone that handshakes someone in school like they're in fucking business studies <laughs> is getting punched anyway. So that surely polices itself. Yeah. I can't say at school I ever walk past two people having a hearty handshake mm. and if they had they'd have been in a bin mm-hmm. within minutes yeah i think this rule to be honest should really be in the bin because it's i don't know i just think it's a bit silly like and how do you i don't know how do you police that as well like what if somebody's caught handshaking sh- fucking detention imagine, imagine. that's your detention lunchtime saw that handshake <laughs> like <laughs> yeah it's curious as well that it's just one school mm-hmm. like it's not exactly like a county or something like that has been like, oh, new school fucking rules or whatever. So it's clearly one head teacher has yeah, been like, I think so. just doesn't like physical contact and has thought, I'm putting, I'm putting my foot down here. Yep. That's utterly bizarre. Where, how did we even go into that? What were we talking about? You mentioned a handshake. I don't know. Ryan, something to do with Ryan being in Oh, the I mean Ryan in the bin. <laughs> we're having a great time. <laughs> Honestly. There's Xboxes all over the place <laughs> that can now play Fall Guys, by the way, which is cool. Yeah, we'll come on to that later. We shall. Uh, I'd like to apologise to Mr. Punk because last week I was a little bit derogatory towards uh, both himself and Donnie. They d- kindly did an Afterlife episode for us, running down the Xbox Bethesda showcase. That's correct. And I was displeased we'll say because my question my well thought out question (laughs) was not asked on that show Mm -hmm. leading to you having to ask me it Mm -hmm. Uh, and i wrongly blamed the two of them for that 
And I would just like to say on the podcast just now from the bin, <laughs> Mr. Punk, it was not your fault at all because I, I knew that as well. I sent the, I sent the question to Donnie. Okay. And I mean, it was always going to be his fault anyway. But it was him. Punk had no idea about the question even existing. So it was Donnie that threw it away and just decided that my question wasn't worthy of, of being answered. Okay. So apologies for that. And yeah, a wee bit of self-promotion for him. So uh, he also has a podcast called What the Fuck Do You Want? And you should all go and check that out. It's weekly and it drops on Monday mornings. PSA done. <laughs> so here you were causing some havoc this weekend as well. Did I? Yeah. See, on the Discord, I always get chinned, right? Like, I went to McDonald's the other day and I put it in the Discord and all of a sudden it's like, oh... What happened when you went to McDonald's? Who fucking kicked off? And how many fucking employees did you attack? And what shit went down? And I was like, it was a completely normal trip to McDonald's. But it was you this week that was causing havoc. I caused no havoc whatsoever. That's not what happened. So you're saying it wasn't your fault? I mean, I had a part to play. Right. Um, so prior to the Disney Descendants Tribute Act event that I attended, as I mentioned, we needed something to eat before we went in because it started at like half 12. So I thought, where's convenient? And obviously from all the stories you tell me, I thought we'll go to Costa. All right, because you would never normally have a coffee. (laughs) No, I do. Um, So got a couple of sandwiches, fine. I ordered... Uh, frappuccino is that what it's called at Costa or mm-hmm. is, it, is that the right because there's different ones and I think they get annoyed if you say the wrong thing don't they the Costa police don't listen to this podcast oh, right, okay. um, so yeah I got that because it was a hot day and I was like I need something to cool me down but I also need caffeine and so the woman when I'm placing order she's like do you want coffee and cream and I said coffee no cream mm-hmm. meaning I wanted coffee but I did not want cream yep so that's usually what that means I paid for it stand to the side they start making it and then the guy comes over with with my drink and it's got cream on it and I'm like I don't I don't want cream and I'm thinking straight away they've done this the wrong way around mm-hmm. and it's probably got not got coffee in it and I need the coffee that's what I'm here for yeah you'd have taken the cream yeah I mean you said I, no cream but secretly it's like vegetarians like they they order a vegetarian meal but like if a fillet steak comes they're secretly <laughs> fucking delighted <laughs> Pretty sure not all vegetarians. Because they'll actually have, with that, they'll but... have the energy to walk home. <laughs> um, so yeah, I said to the guy, has it got coffee in it? Because it was the coffee I was after. And he said, oh no, I've, sorry, I've done it the wrong way round. And he was like, sorry, I'll make another one. And I'm like, right, okay, fair enough. I hate being one of those people yeah. that, you know, com- not complains, but, you know, they messed up. But at least they have to make it in front of you so you know you can't spit in it. Um, that wasn't a my thought process. That's always my thought process if you're at a, a restaurant and you send something back. Yeah, so yeah, he starts making the fresh one. He sets the old one just on the counter, and I'm sort of half watching him this time because I wasn't Get really up very close. Yeah, I wasn't really paying attention. And then next thing, he cowps the one that he'd already made, and it goes fucking everywhere because it's got cream in it. So it splats up all over him, all over the woman on the till, all over the other girl who's at the coffee machine. 
fucking everywhere. And I'm standing there going, oh shit, and Erin, Erin's with me, five-year-old Erin. Mum, he's dropped that and it's made him... <laughs> fucking shut up. And, you know, and I'm like, it, it's not my fault, but I feel guilty because I had to get him to make another one because they got it wrong in the first place, you know, so and, it's, and then, you know, they're all having to clean it up and I'm stood there going, oops, you know. <laughs> he was probably most annoyed that he didn't get to drink it. Because surely that would have just went... A free, aye, a free one to get used, but yeah, so yeah, what a, what a disaster that was. Not my disaster, it was their disaster, but... Yeah, I think we need to add coffee shops to places we need to avoid. I didn't mention it in the podcast out of respect, but I did have a slight incident at a coffee shop drive through as well, where I believe I was served by a young person with Tourette's, and it was... It was awkward. Mm. Yeah, okay. So moving on, as you mentioned, Craig, we do have a couple of audience question, listener questions this week, that which we will actually read out. So first up, Ben. With not as many big releases in recent weeks, I decided to dip back into my backlog of games. After jumping between a few, I settled on Vampire and I'm absolutely loving it. I remember being put off at launch because the combat was hard, but the added story mode difficulty makes it so much more accessible. I think it's coming to the new PS Plus service, so wanted to shout it out to the listeners. I've I've banged this drum before. I think it's a... I think it's a great game. I, I was so happy when I saw this right this, this <laughs> right in because it's it's excellent. And that was one of the sort of knocks at at launch that it was quite tough, although I platinumed it, so maybe not that tough. But it was it was a little bit soulsy. I remember people saying I've not really touched many Souls games, but they said that, and it did also have like a stamina system in it, so you had to be quite tactical with your attacks. You couldn't just wade in. Um, and at the time, I would have maybe said, although I grew to really like the combat, certainly for the first half of the game, I was playing in spite of the combat because the story was so good. Okay. Uh, but yeah, I've heard that they have now added this sort of like much easier mode where you basically just, if you want to enjoy the story, you can and you don't have to really worry about the combat. And it's it's such an amazing game. So the premise is that it's set back late 1800s, I think, late 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 1800s and so you play as this doctor who has been bitten and he has turned into a vampire and so the area of London that you're in uh, is quite it's not open world but I would say it's certainly open enough and within that area there's like maybe I think it's 60 different characters and so every character you come across you can talk to and have proper conversations with and depending on what you say to them, depending on how you treat them, depending on your actions, different stuff happens with all these characters and it it loops in in different ways and changes the story and changes who lives and dies. It's made by the people that made Life is Strange and it's it's just excellent. I absolutely loved it. And it's good to see that it's still got legs and people are still enjoying it. Um, I believe it's was a PS Plus game as well at one point, so a lot of people should own it. And I, I think the guy's right. I think Ben, sorry, I, I think it is coming to PS the PS Plus collection because it was, I believe, it was one of the games that was on the Asian version. So uh, okay. I know that there is differences, but with the new service launching later this week, I think it probably will be on it. And so yeah, definitely recommend checking it out. It's really cool. Cool. 
Next up, Flying Tackle wrote in and said, so when will we get this Kojima overdose trailer? It just feels weird that we didn't see it over Summer Game Fest week. Yeah, it was really odd because they've obviously made a trailer, so they're only doing that for it to be shown somewhere. Mm, but where? Yeah, I had thought that it would have been at Summer Game Fest because he's good pals with Jeff Keighley that hosts it, mm-hmm. but obviously wasn't there. Then he was at the Xbox event, but that wasn't. And you have to imagine that if that was the game that he was working on for the Xbox, why would you not show the trailer? So, I don't know. I find it weird because, like, there's only so many games they can make at once. So, if they're making an Xbox game, they're making Death Stranding 2, and then they're making this game as well. It just seems too many games to be making at one time. They're not that big a studio. And so I go back to, and maybe I'm totally way off base, but like, is there a chance that Norman Reedus just is a bit of an idiot when it comes to games? And when he said out of turn, ah, we're working on the next one, like he didn't actually mean Death Stranding 2. He just meant, oh, the next project I've got with Kojima or something. And maybe, maybe Overdose... I mean, who knows? Maybe Overdose is a completely separate game, but it's technically in the same world as Death Stranding or something. I, I, I don't know, but I mean, we already know that that Overdose game has uh, one of the female cast that was in Death Stranding, That's so right, yeah. it could have him as well. Maybe he just liked the cast and wants to work with him again in a different, a different context. I can't imagine he's making three games at once. But um, we'll talk about it later in the news, but the only thing I can think of is that maybe we've got another PlayStation event coming. There's been rumours kind of picking up. That, again, obviously, we'll talk about it in the news, but that there might be something PlayStation-centric in the next couple of weeks. Maybe a state of play or something like that, and maybe it gets shown off then, because otherwise there's no other that we know of events coming up. And if you've made a trailer unless you have a specific place that you're wanting to show it, why would you not have shown it over the last week? Mm. Like, if he just drops it on YouTube tomorrow, you'd be like, why did you do that? Yeah, yeah. Why? You know Jeff Keighley, your, your pal, would have yeah. killed for that trailer. Yeah. Yeah. So Maybe they're going to put it on an app on the PlayStation Store. Well, I hear that is the end, end thing that to do. That is the thing to do. Yeah. To gets drum a, a pipe of, or something. Gets a lot of buzz going. <laughs> uh, a lot of investment. <laughs> not... Okay, so we have been playing a few games together this week, Craig. We have? Yeah, not something we do that often. No. But two games this the week. The games have called for it, though. They have indeed. So first up, The Quarry, which we did talk about last week because we did start it, but we have ploughed through it in the last week and are a, a smidgen off the end, I think. Yeah, we just started chapter 10 last night when we put it off, and I believe there's 10 chapters and an epilogue. Mm-hmm. So, but al- but also, as I understand, you might get cut short depending on what's happened. Well, I, if you murder everybody, <laughs> then it could be there's, there's, no, there's no story left. That's true. And uh, I don't, obviously, we don't want to get into spoilers or anything like that, but I mean, we did have an incident last night where. It, was, it wasn't necessarily anything we did at the time, but clearly things leading up to it just ended up with a absolutely bloody 
probably 90 seconds of action where mm. it was just like, oh, no, oh, not you as well. Oh, fuck. <laughs> there was also a moment from me because I was like, right, I'll take the controller for a bit. But I was I was too busy trying to get a crisp in my mouth and yeah. one of the quick time things <laughs> came up and I was like, oh, shit! And missed it. Ah, you forgot it. you had the controller. Missed it. Yeah, I mm. forgot I had the controller. Missed it. Yeah. I was too busy just watching and eating my crisps. <laughs> So, yeah, that was that is the issue. Dips. But I mean, uh, so we spoke about it briefly last week, but obviously we'd only played, say, the first hour, and we've put about seven more in, I would say, since the last recording. Mm. I, I really like it. Yeah. I really, I, I'm a big fan of these type of games, though. Um, it's definitely not. I don't know. There is. I think we mentioned this last week, but. There is certain areas where it's like missing polish. Yeah. Like I can't remember exactly what I said last week, but there's one of the female characters and there's just something a bit off with her mouth. <laughs> like when she talks, her mouth is too big. It's as if she's got like one of those big mouth guards in or something. And it's just it's so obvious when she talks that it's just not right. Whereas some of the other female characters are completely perfect and they look really high quality. Mm-hmm. And I just, I, it's just a bit bizarre. Like um, the guy, Remy, that plays the cop, like I, th- I feel like his facial animation is fucking excellent. Um, again, don't want to get into too much, but there's, there's a character you talk to in between chapters like he did in Until Dawn and you get very up close and personal with that character and like I think the facial animation there is superb mm-hmm. like superb but I there's just there's, it's varying quality like at times it looks almost like photo, photorealistic yeah, oh, absolutely. but then at other times like we were talking there's a scene where um, two characters decide to go skinny dipping and because it's the game's maybe a 15 or something like that. They don't fucking know what skinny dipping is. They've still got their underwear on, but that's fine. And <laughs> they, they jump in the water and the water effects, it's like they've jumped in tar. It's, yes. it's fucking dreadful. Weird. Like, really bad. Really thing. bad. Mm-hmm. Like they jump in and there's lumps of water. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I wouldn't even say splashing. I would just say no. jumping it's out weird. of the water. Yeah. And But I think, I don't know, there has been a wee bit of commentary on some of the acting skills as well of the characters but I don't know I, I think the interactions between them all despite some of what you've said like all seem really genuine I think like the kind of banter between all the characters mm-hmm. is dead like free-flowing and it's not it's you know it's believable and when they're like the kind of argument scenes and stuff like that I think you know they're quite passionate and I think it's done really well from that perspective. Some of it, I think, is absolutely brilliant. Like, some of the, like you say, the dialogue and the mannerisms and stuff like that, they flow better than almost any game I've ever seen. Mm. And I, I suppose because some of the, the graphics are so good, the facial features, like, I think you pick up on kind of facial expressions as well that mm. sort of play into the story and will force your decisions in certain ways as well. Yeah. And I, I, like I would say as well, the I saw a few people on Twitter sort of having a dig at, is it Justice Smith? Mm-hmm. That's his name, the guy from, I, I just keep calling him Mr. Pikachu, because <laughs> I think that's the only film I've seen him in. I've seen him in a couple of things, actually, but like 
I don't know. I've seen a people, few people like been like, "What was the deal with him? Could he just not be asked or what?" I think his acting is really good in it. Like yeah. that's the character he's playing. Yeah. Like, and he's like he's playing this nonchalant, brooding sort of character, but he's also coming out with like backhanded, like witty remarks and stuff like mm. that. And like I think I don't know. Like I would say he's one of the the best acted out of a lot of them. Whereas I've seen like a few a few sort of digs at him, but I don't I don't agree with it really. Like I think I think it's a really strong game, mm-hmm. and I think the narrative's really good. Yeah. Like, and I think we've kind of mentioned in pe- previous podcast episode, but there's like 186 like slightly different endings. Mm. Um, and I thankfully just think, you don't need them all for the planet. Yeah, but I think I don't know. They just they do it really well, and I don't know. So that there's different ways to achieve the same sort of progression of the story but also you know they're brave enough to like allow you to omit whole scenes of the story yeah which is i don't know a lot of people a lot of developers like want you to play every minute of this and i suppose you will go back probably and play the bit play the bits you miss but you know for people who might only play it one through you know they're happy that you're gonna miss bits like yeah it's an interesting way of making a game do you know what i mean Definitely. Um, I I just like I, I'm trying to like I don't know compare it to Until Dawn and like I'm tempted to almost like Until Dawn was one of my favorite PlayStation Four games and like I don't know in some ways I feel like this is better not in every way like I think I don't think Until Dawn had the same rough edges that this has. There was there was talk that I think it actually might have been. I didn't hear it on this, but I think someone told me that it was Sacred Symbols, I think, that it had been broke on, the story. But um, that this was originally supposed to be a Stadia game. There was a couple mm-hmm. of games recently that were supposed to be Stadia exclusives. Mm-hmm. And so perhaps that had been the reason for not the same production value. And I'm not sure if that's the case or not, but like I do think this has some rough edges where until dawn didn't but at the same point like i mean i'll have to see how the story concludes and probably another ending or two that Mm. i haven't seen but like i'm tempted to say this is a stronger story overall Mm. i'd like i I mean you've got nine kind of main characters the the sort of counselors but then there's like another additional character nine characters as well who really add a lot of weight and kind of background to the story that unfolds as well. So they have yeah. put a lot of work into it. It's not as if they've skimped by any means compared to un- Until well. Dawn. I mean, not, not that un- uh, Until Dawn wasn't a good cast. Like, it had a good cast as well. But, yeah, like, it, it really is. Like, I'm, I think I only need one more playthrough to get the Platinum in Until Dawn. So I was thinking of quite soon doing a quick run through that just to get the last mm-hmm. of it. And it would be ideal because I can compare them better. Yeah, like yeah. I did play Until Dawn, I think it was Halloween 2020. Um, I was looking for some horror game to play and I just decided on that and I ran through it, I think twice actually, uh, and just remembered how fucking good it was. But... I don't know. My memory's like a sieve sometimes. I think the because I suppose there's so many different paths that you can take in this versus Until Dawn, although there was lots in that as well. Mm. I, I sort of get the feeling or from memory the choices you make in this I think are a lot more personal. Yeah. 
Um, I think there's there's certainly a lot more branching paths than mm-hmm. before. Like until Dawn had like maybe I don't I, I don't even speak out a turn here, but it, it did not have a hundred and eighty six yeah. endings or whatever. But I it, think it just didn't. Or certainly like the way we've kind of played it, it's like oh, if that was me, what choice would I make? Rather than oh, what's what do they want me to do here? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And it's been interesting to see, like, I don't know, I've read a couple of kind of spoiler-free reviews and stuff like that, and once again, you've got, like, this this game has had, like, a wide range of reviews. Mm-hmm. Like, SG Hall is on our site, she gave it a 9, she loved it. I've seen other people give it 9, I've seen it had perfect scores, and I've seen it had 4 out of 10. Mm-hmm. And, like, some of the people that haven't liked it have been, like, the characters are unlikable. It's a teen slasher yeah. film made it, into a game yeah. you're not supposed to like them yeah like they're doing their job like i mean there's like a couple of the characters that i'm like i fucking hope you die <laughs> and you're like but that's that's a good thing like yeah. I, I don't understand how that's a negative have you ever watched a teen slasher movie like they're supposed to be fucking yeah. assholes they deliberately play into that genre yeah. like you're supposed to be walking down a, an alleyway going you fucking shouldn't be doing that, but I'm supposed to do it, so I'll control you down the alleyway, but I shouldn't be doing it. Mm-hmm. But no, I'm really enjoying it, and uh, if, we, if we wrap this up in a timely manner tonight, who knows, we might finish it tonight. Maybe, maybe. We've got dinner to get as well, though. Oh, we do need dinner. My tummy's rumbling away. We'll, we'll time ordering something during the <laughs> podcast and hopefully time it right, and if we don't time it right, then the doorbell will be heard on the podcast. Okay. And there might not be an outro. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, speaking of potentially pizza on the menu, um, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Shredder's Revenge came out last week and I was there ready as it dropped with some technical issues. Uh, you were ready in the game, wasn't you? <laughs> yeah. It's basically what happened. There was basically. a lot of people there and the game was there ready. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I jumped in straight away. I had a bit of fun with it, then went back to work as I had to. Um, but yeah, we've also kind of over the weekend played it together as a family, <laughs> which has been fun. And yeah, so far so good. It's just a really fun, cracking little arcade game. It is. It really is. Like, interestingly, and I would not have thought this five days after launch, but you have played it more than I have. I know. And I did say last week on the podcast when we were reviewing Turtles that I didn't really like Turtles. Yeah. That was my comment. <laughs> it was. <laughs> but then, yeah, like, ah, you were you were there at launch, and I think, like, you played it for a little bit, and we're like, ah, that's actually quite fun. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just an old-school arcade beat-em-up, yeah. and it's fun. It really is. Nathan's completed it. Has he? Mm-hmm. Jeez. He came down tonight, and he was like, uh, can you get the list of achievements up, Dad? I want to see what I still need to get. And I was like, you have to beat it in hard mode, and you have to also complete the final boss without getting hit. And he was like, right. I'm still going to try it, but was that right? Well, got his determination. I nearly filled him in. Chris on the Discord uh, managed to cheese his way through it like mm. an absolute rodent. He So you can jump in and do co-op. So yeah, he managed to jump into a game, like a co-op game that had been going on when Shredder was down to like 5% health left and he like ha- ha- got in got a couple of digs in then just held back held back they beat him and he got the trophy for completing hard mode and for not taking any damage against Shredder wow which is quite the sneaky move apparently I'm not sure if this is true or not but seemingly there was supposed to be like a sort of safeguard in place where you couldn't join 
uh, a game if it was more than 85% complete. Mm. But I don't know if it was like a glitch or something, but he managed to just like shunt his way in right at the end, which is cracking. He's now gonna he's now going for the platinum because it seemed almost unattainable because of that. Yeah. Uh, but uh, he's managed to managed to cheese his way right in there. So nice. I didn't bother telling Nathan that because he wouldn't know how to be as sneaky, and also I want him to suffer mm. trying to get it. Yeah, there also was a moment though where. You and me were playing, and he was playing upstairs, but we were all... Yeah, so we we played some co-op, both couch co-op and remote, because he's got a Series S in his room, and we've got the Series X downstairs. So yeah, me and you were playing on the Series yeah. X, and he was playing the Series S. And then all of a sudden, I'm like, where's Nathan's character gone? Because there was only two of us on the screen, but turns out he'd fucked off, left his parents. He was like, nah, I'm not, user. I'm not, you know, he's... Yeah, we were on like stage seven, but he and his own mode was in like stage eleven, and he was just like, "I'm, I'm, I'm not in this level." Yeah. <laughs> so fuck off. Yeah. Don't want to play with my parents anymore. Yeah. Rude. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no, it's 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 a very good pickup and clip play game. Like even Erin was able to, like, she doesn't game very often. She's five years old, but she was able to like just pick up the controller and just play, play hit the button and have a bit and hope for the best. Yeah, have a bit of fun. Yeah. But it is, it's really good. And it's free on Game Pass, so... Well, there's always that as well. <laughs> it's interesting, like, I don't know, I feel like, in nostalgia terms, although it's a new game, it's, I can see it being quite high on people's list for, like, Game of the Year, mm. depending on what we get, depend, like obviously, but I don't know, like, whereas I do really like it, like, it wouldn't touch my top 10 like it scratches that itch of wanting an old school type game and i'm i would rate it really highly and i really like it but it's also the type of game that i would dip in and out of yeah and like not necessarily like be like oh that was one of my top experiences of the year and um there was also i was thinking about it today so they announced this game it's a new game brilliant they're also bringing out the calabunga condition the Cowabunga edition, which is a collection of old titles from arcade, from I think from the SNES, I can't even remember which, what games are included, I think there's like eight games. Okay. And so that's coming later in the year. And I think it's going to be interesting. Like, I suppose it just depends when stuff's ready, but if it was me, I would have wanted to bring out the collection, let people play the old games. Let them enjoy them and then be like, and here's the new one. Mm-hmm. I would have wanted to do it in that way because, see, in reverse, like, don't get me wrong, I'll check it out because it's games I remember from my childhood, but it's not, they're not going to touch Shredder's Revenge. And it's not necessarily like, oh, newer is better. That's not always the case. But what they've done with Shredder's Revenge is they've made an old school game but in a new mould. So, Mm. I don't know. If it was me, I would have wanted to release those two things in the opposite order. And I feel like... I don't know, because I I wonder what the demand would have been for the collection had this not came out, because I feel like this is probably going to leave people wanting a wee bit more. And so they might... I feel like the more they get, it's going to be like, oh, this isn't good as I remember it. Mm. Because essentially, Shredder's Revenge is exactly like the arcade games were back in the day but with improvements mm. and so you'll be like oh this uh. we'll see i mean like nostalgia is a powerful drug it is indeed so 
it could get people through it and it will certainly for some people but I just if it was me I would have wanted to do it all the way around yeah what else have you played because that's my that's all I've done not a lot else I did I hadn't played it last week when we spoke but I played WrestleQuest and I've got a let's play of it on YouTube that was actually commented on by YouTube themselves today really YouTube creators Um, it's fucking excellent I was really not concerned but when it was announced I liked the look of it like it's got some old school wrestlers in it and I was like that looks quite cool it's pixel art it's different than your average wrestling game because it's like it's a turn based RPG and I was like it seems cool but I don't really like turn based games necessarily so I was like I don't know if I like this or not and so demos released in Steam and I thought definitely checking this out and it's really cool it's really cool. Uh, the combat's a lot like South Park. Like that's pretty much my go-to for comparisons when it comes to turn-based games. But it's got a lot of really cool features. Like when you're exploring the world, there's loads of fan service to old wrestlers and just wrestling in general. And I take it though they've not got licenses to have. They've got quite a few. People. Okay. They've got quite a few. I mean, I was I only played it for forty minutes, and I saw I probably missed some now, but there was Macho Man, Legion of Doom, Jeff Jarrett. There's a guy. It's a podcast. Though. There's a lot of podcasts with wrestlers called Conrad Thompson. He was there. Jake the Snake. There was a fair few and then there was also there was wrestlers you would run into and you were like that's clearly supposed to be such and such but they didn't mm, have the license yeah, yeah. for him but they made it funny and the stuff they were saying was funny and so yeah I mean like, I've played very few turn based games but they seem to have like an interesting twist on it so like when you got someone's health down so you get a turn each obviously back and forth and when you get someone's health down you could then initiate a pin and so to get the pin, there's two gauges that are moving back and forth. And within 10 seconds, you have to press when they're both overlapping three times to get the one, two, three. Mm. And like it was quite challenging to do it. But And if you don't do it, then they kick out and they get some energy back. And like that's just such a clever take on how wrestling is yeah. had always been done. Yeah. And so I, I loved it. Absolutely loved it. Like I was unsure on it, but now it's an absolute stick on day one for me uh, so when does it come out it's still listed as 2022 but there was talk it might drop to 2023 but there's no hard date yet but uh, if you haven't checked out the video then definitely do and it's fucking awesome cool yeah there will be a link on our website which uh, as you may well know we run alongside this podcast puredeadgaming.com is where you can read about games as well as listen to them on the podcast and other things as well, Craig. What else have we got this week? Such as controllers. Controllers, yes. Yep, a review of the Nacon Pro Compact controller, which is another wild Xbox controller that's pretty good. And they've just released new designs. There's two different camouflage designs in case you're playing a stealth game and you want to be pure ninja. Pure ninja. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's a good controller. <laughs> Did you? Sorry, this is a totally like side comment, but one of the kids has written ninja in the alphabet letters on the fridge. <laughs> I don't know why. But... It's not very ninja to write ninja <laughs> no, on the fridge, is it? Not. And you say one of the kids. 
I mean, it's clearly the boy. Aye, only one can spell. Aye, one can spell. So, <laughs> I mean, it's not going to be you because you'd probably misspell ninja. I beg your pardon. I <laughs> do. <laughs> right, time for this week's news. News, news. Always believe in the news. We are bringing you the news with your digging team. Always Okay, first up, as I mentioned in the intro, Square Enix had a Final Fantasy-related showcase last Thursday and it brought with it some pretty big news. The second part of the Final Fantasy VII remake is title Rebirth and will launch, quote, next winter. As for this winter, we're getting a remaster of PSP bestseller Crisis Core Final Fantasy VII, which will be titled... Crisis Core Final Fantasy VII Reunion. Yeah, they like to have uh, their games end with R. Reunion, Rebirth. Is there a reason behind that? No, just stood out to me. Don't okay. think it, I think it's probably completely unintentional. Yeah. A lot of Final Fantasy stuff. A lot mm-hmm. of Final Fantasy VII stuff mm-hmm. as well. Um... I never liked the original Final Fantasy VII, but I don't even know why now, but I did play through the first part of the remake when it came out. And it was alright, I quite enjoyed it. Not usually my sort of thing, but I mean, it wasn't necessarily one that I was like, oh, that was unbelievable, but I, I enjoyed my time with it. It was a good 30 hours, and yeah, I quite enjoyed it. Like, I'll, I'll certainly play this Rebirth title when it comes out. Like... I think it's the same guy every week now that it's definitely the same guy every week and he's you know how you can like put like wire out across the road and then you pull it when you go i'm gonna fucking take him out because right. he's doing my tits in i don't know what his deal is on a tuesday but he's a fucking wank yeah quite often i cut it out but i left it in last week and i'm gonna leave it in again this week just so the, the listeners can appreciate right, well, the issues hope- we have right. Well, hopefully this never has to be played in a court of law when this guy's crashed and hurt himself really badly, hopefully. Like a deer. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I mean, like, it's so strange that they say next winter because obviously winter runs from fucking December to, what, February? So, although they make it seem like, oh, it's coming late 2023 but it could easily be early 2024 that's true i never thought of that today is like the longest day craig that we're recording this on is it yep good so it's all uphill from here (laughs) i mean yeah good this is as as bright as it's gonna get bring the darkness let the darkness rain down (laughs) it's been too warm all day if there wasn't stronger contenders, somewhere would be getting in the bin. Oh, today. Craig, no, come on. But uh, yeah, so I'm looking forward to it. I'll definitely play it. There was, I mean, I have nothing to compare it to, but there was lots of sort of back and forth on Twitter. Like some people were happy about it, thought it looked really cool, and other people were like, whoa, 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 why is he talking to him? He's not his pal. They're not friends. What's going on? But they are retelling the story in a bit of a different way. So there is going to be stuff like that, which might rub 
big time fans the wrong way, but if it does, look, you've still got the original game. Nobody's taking that away from you. And yeah, I mean, we've got every reason to have faith given what they gave us back in 2020. One thing I would say is really strange though is that, so the second part of Final Fantasy VII Remake, which is Rebirth, that's exclusive to PlayStation 5. Uh, the first part was also exclusive to PlayStation and has never came to Xbox. Okay. So that wasn't necessarily that much of a surprise, but this Crisis Core Final Fantasy VII Reunion is coming to Xbox. And so from what I understand, and this could be completely wrong, and if it is, I'll be told promptly, but I believe that one of the reasons for re-releasing this Final Fantasy VII Reunion is because there's a character in it that is going to play a bigger role in this reimagining of the second okay. game. And so they want that to sort of set it up. And it seems a bit shit that Xbox fans will get to experience that, which is going to set up this character more for the game, that, the bigger game that's come out that they can't fucking play. Mm. Yeah. But... I don't know. I could be talking out of turn because it's all geek shit. Final Fantasy, to be quite honest, and I'm fucking better than that. <laughs> You're brave. Yep. I'm in the bed. <laughs> no, well, that's true. That's true. You're in the bed. Uh, okay, next up, number two news item. Capcom has finally confirmed, after years of rumours and leaks and speculation, that Dragon's Dogma 2 is in development. This came during a 10th anniversary stream for the first game and only a logo was shown, so we don't know when it's coming. However, persistent rumours have said that Dragon's Dogma 2 has been in development for at least a couple of years, so hopefully its release isn't that far off. This is a game that everyone speaks... Well, the first game, obviously. No one's played the second one. But that everyone speaks really, really highly of. I've never played it and I don't think I've ever even seen a screenshot of it. I'm pretty sure it's not my sort of thing though. No, it's not your sort of thing. <laughs> but it's unanimously like really enjoy it. It's it's seen as one of these games that although it was quite big, it never got the credit it deserved. And it could have been way bigger had it just, I don't know, hit differently. Like mm. it's supposed to be really, really good. So yeah, big news. I mean they didn't show anything really so God, I mean, apparently it's been on development for a few years, but if they weren't even willing to show a screenshot, then I don't know how much they've got. Yeah. But um, at least it's happening. And it was another game that came from that NVIDIA leak. We spoke about it, it was maybe like six months ago, or maybe it was, I think it was actually back last year. And then there was a, a breach at NVIDIA, and there was a big list of games that got leaked out that were supposed to be in development. And at the time... Us included were like, mm, some of these seem a bit, mm, not sure. Uh, but one by one by one, every single one of them is getting revealed and being proven to be real. So I haven't actually had a look at the list recently, but if there was anything on that list that you were like, oh, I'd love that, it's probably not real, it's fucking real and it's coming. <laughs> yeah. Cool. So, Sony will allegedly respond to fan demand and announce a premium quality pro version of the DualSense controller for the PS5, potentially later this month. The pad, codenamed Hunt, has been revealed by journalist Tom Henderson. 
It retains the same iconic look and shape of the existing DualSense controller, but it has buttons beneath the analogue sticks which are used to release them so they can be interchanged. There are also grips around the unit which again can purposely come can well can purportedly be removed. The stops on the triggers will allow you to shorten the length of travel, which programmers argue helps with reaction times in shooters. It's unclear how those will work in conjunction with the GeoSense's existing adaptive triggers, but time will tell on that front. Yeah, I mean, this is... It's obviously a rumour and alleged at this point, but from doing this podcast for... 18 months now like Tom Henderson's pretty reliable he's he's not in the bin for a reason and so I would imagine that this is definitely true there's also a couple of rumours of a PS5 Pro hitting that's know? definitely coming yeah. I mean I, I think it will be 2024 before we see it but aye, they'll definitely bring out a remodel of the PS4. Like it's free money for them, and they can find ways to make it cheaper and then sell it to you for more money. So, um, and obviously more powerful as well. And it was such a hit last generation that that's that's here to stay now. Yeah. It's definitely there's no way they're going back to not doing that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no. It's, to be fair, Sony should have been doing this long ago. Like you've got places like Scuff and Nacon that we spoke about earlier making like pro versions of controllers and stuff like that and like it's just it's such a easy way for sony to make more money like why let these third parties make pro controllers for your console Mm -hmm. and sell them for pretty high amounts i mean a scuff controller i was looking at scuff recently we've got one for the we got sent one for the playstation 4 years ago and until the dual sense 5 it was the best controller i'd ever used like but i wouldn't I couldn't bring myself to pay for one myself because they're just so expensive. Like, like I say, I was on the website recently because, like, I would like one for the PlayStation Five, and I'm sure it would be an improvement on the PS Five controller, which is again is my favorite controller ever. And they start at two hundred pound. Mm. Like, it's a lot. Yeah, I I doubt you'd be able to get one for less than two hundred and fifty pound, and I imagine this controller will be two hundred pound mm-hmm. because that even the normal dual sense is sixty. Yeah. So, but yeah, no, I would, I would think it's real, mm-hmm. and I imagine we'll see it soon. Yep. So, keeping with Sony, rumors continue to gather steam about a first-party focused state of play in the next few weeks where not only we would see the aforementioned controller, but also a possible November date for Gears, not Gears, God of War, (laughs) Ragnarok, and even maybe a look at this overdose game from Kojima that we mentioned earlier. This time, it's Bloomberg's Jason Schreier behind the report, which gives it some validity. Yeah, we're back. Feels like every week it's uh, it's not coming this this year now and then next week it's like it's definitely coming this year and there's just conflicting reports Mm. back and forth and back and forth I really need it for my um, fantasy critic to do this year because I'm I I think originally it probably was supposed to come like August September and I think it's slipped but it's just how far has it slipped Mm. And they're not quite ready to make that call yet. Yeah. Perhaps. Yeah. I think it, it probably originally was supposed to be September 
and they were like, we're not going to hit September, but I think we can still hit this year. And so it's currently sitting at November, but it's not totally locked in. And that's why you've got people being like, oh, I don't think they haven't locked it in. It looks like it's not going to come this year, whereas mm-hmm. other people are like, no, it's not locked in, but it's it's pretty much coming. And so, yeah, I, I don't know. I really am I'm torn one way or another, like whether we'll get it this year or not. I, I could still see it slipping, mm-hmm. although it is starting to look more like there's, I mean, Jason Schreier, again, guy's a cock, but he's pretty on the money usually although what i would say is jason shire at no point has said it's coming this year Mm. he just says he's heard nothing about a delay and that's different from saying that he's heard it confirmed it's coming this year but people are taking that as or jason shire says it's not delayed so if there were to be a state of play in the next few weeks and God of War did not make an appearance, like, what else do you think that we might see? I don't know. Like, can they fill a state of play? Probably if, not. You know what I mean? So, you know, we mentioned the controller. Um, so They're not going to do a state of play for a controller. Exactly. So they must post. have, you know, if, if that rumour is indeed true and, and we do get a state of play, you know, what else are they going to show if it's not God of War? But, I mean, they could show God of War and say early 2023 at the end of it. They could. Because if they delay it, like it's almost like if you're going to delay it don't just delay it with a tweet a tweet like <laughs> delay it but be like look at this fucking yeah, game this look is how why. good this is mm-hmm. but we just need a little bit more time mm-hmm. so i could see you get a state of play regardless of if it is coming this year or not and then obviously you throw maybe overdose in to get folk excited and be like oh but that's coming at some point as well and oh we've got this controller like the controller itself is not going to get a state of play but if you add that in and just be like look at this and yeah. it, like you've got that thing where you see all the bits come off it and go back together and stuff and uh but if it does come in november please sony bring it out on november 11th because that was supposed oh, to be the starfield date <laughs> If you are bringing it out in November, I know it's a dickhead move, but it's fucking funny. <laughs> like, it would be the funniest thing they'd done since the whole, here's how you share a game, and they pass it to each other. Mm. Like, it would be that level of, get that right up you. I and don't like, think Sony have got that in them, though. Oh, I think they maybe. Uh, I could see them maybe, like, releasing... Like, November 11th is a Friday, and PlayStation do release games on a, on Friday, a Friday, but... Yeah. I could even see them being like, we'll just go by Tuesday release and bring it out on like November 8th just to not be total dickheads. But like, I don't know. I feel like stuff like that is like, it's almost like a friendly get it up you. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, even if it was other way around, if it was Xbox down to PlayStation, I'd be like, that's funny. Like, mm-hmm. you want a bit of banter like that. Yeah. But I uh, was, hopefully, we're going to have to see something soon. Surely. Surely, surely. So next up, a release date for Ubisoft Skull and Bones could be close after the game appeared on two rating boards in the last two months. Firstly in South Korea last month, followed by Brazil over the weekend. The pirate game that everyone's so excited about. Uh, the game that nobody fucking wants. <laughs> Literally nobody fucking wants. I don't know. We're going to find out a lot more about this rating board palaver because in general, if a rating board 
notification does mean that a game's coming soon. But I we spoke about this a couple of weeks ago. I don't think it means it every time. Like God of War was rated about two months ago. Mm-hmm. And I could like I say, I could still possibly see that slipping. Like I still get the feeling skull and bones won't come this year. Like but maybe. I mean maybe this does mean it's coming. Like at this point who gives a fuck, nobody's gonna play it anyway. But I don't know. Like I, I just yeah, I'm not convinced that this necessarily means that it's going to be that close. But at the same point, like, who just who gives a fuck? Like, why is this game still being made? Nobody wants it. It looks awful. I'm sure there's an audience for it. There will be a small audience. It, it totally reminds me of For Honor, which was a game that Ubisoft brought out and not a lot of folk cared about. But then it had, and still does have, quite a... Like it's got a small community, but it's a community that loves it mm-hmm. and plays it religiously. Mm-hmm. And I think you could find the same thing with Skull and Bones, but like I would put my house on it, not be a big hit. I just well, I, please don't, because I would like somewhere to live. Right, I think you'd be safe though. Like it's, it's just not. It's not gonna be a big hit. Mm-hmm. But they need to get it out at some point. Like at this point, just shut it out and move on. <laughs> Okay. I don't have any pirate puns this week. Do you not? Nah. Uh, Sorry. Not with it. Slipping. You you went overboard. (laughs) Do you like that? (laughs) Yeah, I did. Okay, wrap up time. The Uncharted movie have should you not yet have seen it hits Netflix on July 15th so not long for that Hot Wheels Unleashed is getting some DLC the Jurassic World racing season will feature new challenges vehicles and customizations inspired by the Jurassic World film franchise it's a bit of an odd coupling is it not I think Hot Wheels will hurl themselves out to anyone mm. as seen by the fact that yeah, it's, it's also going to be DLC and Forza yeah uh, Evil West comes to PlayStation, Xbox and PC on September 20th. This game looks fucking awesome. Mm. I hadn't really heard about it, but it looks... When you watch gameplay, it's like quite close over the shoulder. It looks a little bit God of War-like. Okay. But it's not the same. That's a similar type of game at all. But you're like in the uh, Evil West, I suppose. But I would recommend anyone checks out a trailer. It's out uh, September and it looks I think it's going to be a surprise hit. It looks mm. really cool. There's a video up just now with 10 minutes of gameplay and it looks gory as fuck and brilliant. Mm. So check that out. Okay. If you didn't get FIFA 2022 as part of this month's PS Plus lineup, then fear not. The title has been added to EA's own subscription service, EA Play, on June 23rd, which is the day this podcast comes out. And finally, Lego Brawls releases on 2nd of September on all platforms. Lego Brawls looks pretty cool. What is it? So, it's not necessarily a type of game that I'm that familiar with. And I don't think you'll have played this either, but there's a game on Nintendo called Super Smash Brothers, which I've just never really played. It's like a a 2D fighting game, and there's like 10 characters on it once or whatever, and it's supposed to be really well balanced and just really fucking cool. A load of folk like it. I'm not really into multiplayer and type games so I've just never bothered with it but I, I appreciate that it's got a large audience and it looks cool and so Lego have decided to make their own 
version of it. Okay. And while like there's been a lot of sort of knockoff versions of it before, like PlayStation made their own one called PlayStation uh, All Stars Battle Royale, and I mean I platinum that. It wasn't the greatest of games, but it was quite fun. Yeah. Uh, and then you've got Nickelodeon, I think, made their own one, which was on PS Plus recently. You've also got Multiverse, which has got like all sort of Scooby Doo characters and stuff like that, and that's coming out soon. And then now Lego have announced theirs, but I think there's a lot of scope in the Lego world for it to be quite fun if it's if the gameplay's there. Mm. Like apparently you get to create your own character, and there's like almost unlimited amounts of different Lego pieces you can choose to create your character and your move set and stuff like yeah. that. So it'll all be down to the gameplay. But if they nail that, it sounds like it's got potential. I think. Lego's underutilised. In gaming, I think. Yeah, oh, definitely. I think with the success of Minecraft, you think, why did you not just create your own, basically, Minecraft? Yeah, like, I think they I know they've got, like, a, one point, they've got but... like a Lego Builder game and stuff like that coming out, but I don't know, I just... I don't know. It just yeah. seems like a no-brainer. Like Virtual Lego. completely like, knock off Minecraft, but make it look like Lego bricks. Yeah. Virtual Lego, that you know what I mean. Yeah. That's it. I mean, don't get me wrong. You get you get the Lego, obviously Lego movie games, mm-hmm. like the franchise games and stuff like that. And they're fun, good fun. But I just I feel like there's a lot more you could do as well. Mm-hmm. Like Lego's fucking huge, but nobody's got the space or money to. I mean, people do, but build massive creations. But if you could do it virtually, yeah. like I just think, and also like I don't know, follow instructions. Like I think there's. That would uh-huh. still be enjoyable, like I mean, building a castle, you know, that you're, f- yeah, you know, what I mean? definitely. I've like I've I want that fucking home alone house, but I've not had. I just can't bring myself to pay the money that it costs. Mm-hmm. But if I could build that in a game, I'd build it. Mm-hmm. I said to Erin um, that I put a lottery ticket on, which is not something I do very often. Um, but it's like 122 million tonight or something like that. And by uh, the time you listen to this podcast, we've actually won it. <laughs> so that's good. Um, but I told her about it and I said it's 122 million. And the first thing she said was, oh, we could buy the Home Alone house if we win that much money. Yeah, so I've, I was like, oh, okay, I love that that's your first thought. <laughs> I've got her well drilled. Uh, yes. But yeah, so... I hopefully this is good I think it looks quite good mm. we are getting more Lego stuff as well like I was talking a few weeks ago there's that Lego World Cup game apparently coming mm-hmm. at the end of the year and stuff so they are obviously branching out a bit more than just the Lego film collect-a-thon games mm-hmm. but yeah okay do you want to take us to this week's Pure Dead Platinum Craig yep so this week's Pure Dead Platinum is Drunken Fist to Zombie Hangover. And so I've actually still to play the first game. So I've went a bit rogue here and I'm playing them out of order. Oh dear. Uh, And I'm hoping that I don't miss too much along the way. The premise is that you are a drunk. Okay. And you have... You're apparently hungover, but you're still drinking. And you (laughs) have to just battle zombies. And so it's like a 3D, it's almost like, it's a little bit goat simulatory. 
Okay. Like in terms of like the ragdoll physics, like you're obviously you're drunk, so you're like stumbling about, but you can't walk in a straight line, so you're like all sort of over the place. Yeah. Or like and, when you take the drugs in GTA. Aye, it's a bit like that. Okay, got you. And so you've got like a kick button, a punch button, like you've got a sweep that you can do, a move so you can jump back, and you make your way through these levels. You have to play the first five levels for the platinum, and you can pick up a few different weapons to use as well. Um, Most of the trophies will come naturally, although speaking of naturally... Another thing you can do, so there's collectible beer bottles and once you collect these, you can then press R1 to consume one of the beer bottles, which regains your health. Because as we know, the more pissed you get, the more energy you get, right? (laughs) That's not the case for everyone, but yeah, okay. Right, but when you're drinking this stuff, there's another little meter in the bottom left Mm -hmm. that starts to fill up and it's just got a wee zipper next to it. Oh God. And you're like, what's this? He's pissing me mm. So when that gets too high, you have to hold L1 and he'll start pissing <laughs> on the floor. But you're thinking, why the fuck would you put that in a game? Mm-hmm. And you could you could be right, apart from the fact that it's fucking hilarious. <laughs> right? <laughs> but it's actually a mechanic. It's actually a tactical advantage. Because you can do that, and then you can lure the zombie in, and they slip and fall uh... on the piss. Piss-soaked zombie. <laughs> okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. And there's actually a trophy for making a zombie slip and piss 20 times. <laughs> Which, of course, you have achieved already. Well, I mean, the section's pure dead platinum. It's not pure dead 91%, right, okay. which is what you'd get if you didn't get this gold trophy. Okay. Right, we're here for platinums. Okay, sorry. Yeah, well, you are. I'm. Right. I just, I just nod along. This is a series segment, mm-hmm. and right. I'm aware. <laughs> and so, yeah, Drunken Fist Two, it's out. Aware as this podcast launches, we got early access to it, so it releases tomorrow as of recording. And or I believe it's only on. No, sorry, it's on Xbox and PlayStation, so you can get your G's or your platinums. Uh, we got sent the PlayStation Five version, which also get you the PlayStation 4 version oh, as well. Oh, it's a double whammy. It's a double whammy. We always love a double whammy. And it takes about half an hour, and it's not difficult. You're talking 2 out of 10 difficulty. It's fun, though. Yeah. Like, it's just... It's so stupid, but it's it's fun. Like, you're just stoting about the place, battering folk, and it's zombies. Like, it's not serious. Like, it sounds quite violent, but I don't know. Like, I mean, a child might walk by and be like what is this? But it's not like, it's not gory, it's not, mm. like it's, it's. I mean there's a bit of blood or whatever, but I don't know, it's it's very comically done okay. and it's it's fun. I really enjoyed it. It's definitely one that I would recommend. Like, it brought a lot of humour. Like when you start pissing, they start, I mean, I knew going in about the slipping in the piss trophy and so as soon as I was, I got the option to do it, I was like, brilliant, here we go. And so... <laughs> Pissed on the floor, pissed on the floor, and I was like, "This is gonna be hilarious." And I went to move backwards to lure the zombie in, slipped him on piss. Oh no! Yep, no, raging, absolutely raging. Yes. But then I recovered and I made them slip, and it was all good. Mm-hmm. So yeah, out now. I believe it's about seven pound, and certainly on PlayStation, you'll get two platinums. 
but you can also get your 1000G on Xbox and yeah, won't take you long, longer than half an hour, first five levels and you'll pretty much get everything along the way. Highly recommended, good fun. Jolly good. Thank you, as always, Craig, for covering the Pure Dead Platinum section for us. Hey, I'm like the milkman. I always deliver. <laughs> okay. Speaking of deliveries, mm-hmm. do you want to order ours? I do, yeah, I'm pretty hungry. Yeah, get the food and go. Right, what we have? Uh, I'll have a mm. chips, cheese and donor meat. Extra dry. Extra dry. Extra dry. No sauce. No sauce. Extra dry. No sauce on the chips and cheese. No. Okay. I'll douse it in something vinegar when it arrives. I'm on a diet. <laughs> <laughs> what are you going for yourself? Um, I feel like I want a pizza. Solid choice. Mm-hmm. Solid. Plain cheese. Plain cheese? Yeah. Right, Kevin McAllister. My- so she's trying to channel it so we can win this house. <laughs> Do you want me to add a note to the order? Please don't interrupt our recording, but bring it exactly when we finish, because we're hungry. Yeah. Aye. Specifically say, if that doorbell goes while we're still recording, that he'll be lucky to make it out alive. Right, okay. I might have been in the bin, but I'm dangerous. Okay, done. Right, speaking of the bin. Yep. Um... Let's go through this week's nominations. So if you are not aware, each week we pick a thing, a person, an object, whatever has pissed you off in the past week, basically, that you can nominate if you want. Apart from last week when it was done out of love. Mm. And adulation. Not sure about that. Um, So yeah, we will run through this week's nominations. If you want to get involved in future, then... Hit us up on Discord. We have a get in the bin section. That's where you should post things if you post it elsewhere. I don't look at it anymore. Did people take heed of that? I think so. Right. Although I've I've not been keeping up, I'll be honest, this week. It's a full-time job keeping up that Discord. <laughs> I've had a busy couple of days and there's times when you just go on and you're like, I just have to write the last couple of hours off and just hope that I can just fucking wade in about the conversation and know what I'm talking about. And then the first thing you say, you get repost wankered because that happened five hours ago. Yeah. Okay, so this week's nominations are Confirmations. That was by Gaudi. I'm not really sure what that was about. It's because he's like 10 years old and he's probably about to go through his school confirmation. And so maybe he's not happy about it. Right, okay. Um... Donny hotel rooms that don't have plugs beside the bed. Not sure if you meant bug butt plugs or uh, whether he's plugging in uh, some sort know. of sexual device. I don't know what he was referring to there. Deviant. A Musi- deviant. Musicals came up again. They're going to keep coming up until they go in because yeah. they're fucking bin worthy. Yeah, by multiple people, and then also some people defended them, and then mm. that has caused quite a lot of discourse uh, on the Discord. Mm. Because there seems to be a divide. Some people like them, some people don't. I don't like them, mm-hmm. but I'm also now in the bin and I don't want musicals in with me. <laughs> so that's a bit of an issue because if I'm in the bin and there's musicals playing all the time, yeah. then it would make my experience worse. But your experience isn't supposed to be great. You're in the bin for a reason. 
I'm turning this bin into the place to be, honestly. No, it's a place of, of shame. We've got 6G. We've got 6G. <laughs> and a steel bin, I yeah. sure you do. Um, okay, next up we have... That guy Jim was nominated for Not Liking Rocky. Also, I think, amongst other things. Um, mm. Can't remember if he's on the musical... Side or he doesn't not. like musicals. Right, okay. He doesn't like musicals. So yeah, he was nominated. Ro- I don't have... Mm, Rocky's... Alright. It's not as good as it's made out to be. That's what I would say in general. Yeah, defense, I mean, uh, I'm, I'm, I wouldn't say I'm a massive fan either. Don't be wrong, they're iconic films yeah. and they're not bad films by any means, but I don't think they're as good as they're made out to be. Okay. Sylvester Stallone can barely speak English. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Callum had two nominations, so Roadworks, first of all, he had a... Th- I'm always on board with that. He had a three-hour drive um, that probably shouldn't have taken three hours, so not ideal. You can't go to get a pint of milk these days without running into Roadworks. Mm. They're fucking everywhere. Mm. See, during, we've probably spoken about this before, right? But see, during the pandemic, it was the fucking perfect time for them to do all the Roadworks. They were outside in fresh air. They wouldn't have caught fuck all. There was nobody on the Bastard Road, so they could have fixed fucking everything. But they all chose to stay at home for a year and a half and get their fucking furlough money, and now they're ripping up every Bastard Road in the UK. It's a wee bit of an exaggeration, but I, I see your point. Yes. They're safe this week, but yeah. they're, they're fucking... That's a good note. If, we should renominate. In fact, they might get renominated next week because there's a road near us... And they put up a wee sign and they promised eight weeks. And I checked the dates today and it's been nine weeks and they're still not done. <laughs> not happy about it. <laughs> you should write to your local councillor, Craig. Um, yeah, so Roadworks and also Android Auto. Now, I don't think I've ever used Android Auto. I think it's basically Google Maps, but right. Android, but apparently it's I better, saw, which I do. I saw this and I thought... What the fuck is that? I've got an Android phone I've never heard of. Yeah, so sorry, he's not actually nominating Android Auto. He's upset about the fact that Android Auto is being discontinued by Google. Yeah. In favor they're not, of they're not available to even go in the bin. Um, I don't know. No. Or okay. whoever has made the call to withdraw it. Well, presumably that's, Google. That's the person who's so going Android. Well, yeah, it would seem that way. Um, Donnie got nominated... Shocker. Yeah, for killing a deer. Um, Yeah. Yeah, I believe it was an accident, as I understand it happened. Um, Look, being a murderer's been a murderer. It's (laughs) called a spade a spade here, right? Just driving about, fucking knocking off animals. I mean, it's it's been behaviour. I mean, they run out. I mean, I have experienced deers running out in front of me on the road so I can sympathise and also a colleague of mine a deer ran into his car at the side of it I mean luckily it wasn't in front of him otherwise it would have been hit but it went into the side of his car yeah that's right have I I told the story in the podcast before about when my uncle had a deer no I don't think so but I remember that you told me and it was vile yeah so he hit the deer (laughs) clearly killed it and he's one of these guys that's just like waste you not, can't uh, you can't waste fucking anything. Like you he's got money, but he'll turn up with like fucking hand sewn patches on his jumper because that's just what you do. And so one time when I was young, 
he appears at the house. He lives quite far away, so he was travelling down and he appears at the house with this fucking dead deer. And we never knew it first. We just, oh, Kevin's turned up. He's in the garage doing Kevin stuff. And then my mother went out and she came running back into the house. Oh my God, oh my God, there's a deer, there's a dead deer in the, in the garage. And I was like, shut the fuck up, what the hell? I'm like, there's no way there's a dead deer. So I walked out, blood everywhere. <laughs> Have, wait, put this deer in a pool of blood as he is dissecting it with a pen knife. Oh my god! He cut the entire deer up with a pen knife, and he was like, "It was out." Like, he was, he was, but he was just like, he was upset that he'd hit this this deer had ran out in front of him and he killed it. But he was like, "Well, we can't. You can't just let it die for nothing." So he dissects like the whole deer and then starts trying to put meat into the fridge. And my mother's like, "Get that the fuck." <laughs> out of here and he's like you've got to see so you end up having to take it to my other uncle's house and be like you need to put this in your fridge because my mum was like get that out of there I had to get pressure washers and all sorts even I mean we left that house about six or seven years later in the garage round stain in the middle mm. wow never left wow dead deal okay but yeah. no Donnie just killed it for fun didn't no, even try he did it no he didn't that's not fair to say on a public forum that's true. Allegedly. It was an accident, as we were led to believe. Um, Paul Pogba has been nominated. Now, he's been nominated. You, re- you wrote down Pogumentary. Uh-huh. Now, that would be a good, well, not a good name, but that would be the sensible name, but actually it's Pogmentary. Ah, oh, so I've actually come up with a better one than he has. I would say so, yeah. Um, so ah, if you don't know, I just assumed it's a five-part documentary series on what, the great Paul Pogba. Paul Pogba, mm. yeah, and how he's so much better than anyone else at that club he plays for. Yeah, the Telegraph. Their headline was the Pogmentary review. Just like Paul Pogba, this is all style and no substance. He does like a haircut, the boy. So I would say that probably sums it up. We have not yet watched it. I say not yet as if I'm going to, but we have not watched it. So yeah. I feel like... I will not be watching it. Huh? No, I feel like in some respects I can't put it in the bin because I've not watched it. Oh, I'd happily put it in the bin. I just feel there's a stronger candidate. Yeah, so I, I... But I did look at some of the reviews. So it's on Amazon. All right, I love an um, Amazon yeah, review. It's two stars on Amazon. Out so. of what, Five. They 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 go for a five star, yeah. It's hard to get two stars. That's mm. bad news. Yeah, not great. Um, it says, this is one review, it says, this should be called the pigmentary. Besides being a last ditch cash grab, this documentary was awful. He uses his last bit of clout to make excuses for his terrible performances. Garbage player and garbage documentary. Um... This jogumentary is the perfect summation of his footballing career so far, caring about money, partying and boasting about the one game he turned up in a year. Uh, Another comment was, what a load of dross. Each episode lasts slightly longer than one of his ridiculous hairstyles. One of the worst signings United have ever made. I see his documentary ratings are higher than his playing ones. And lastly... Only scored this one out of ten as it's not possible to score lower, which was a tad disappointing. I suppose I could justify one out of ten as it contains haircuts. <laughs> How many of those were Ryan? Because <laughs> <laughs> I was winding him up about 
Ryan's a Manchester United fan for anyone who doesn't know and I was just having a bit of a laugh being like oh yeah I can't wait to see it it's going to be great and um, he was quite angry about it and I was like you know you'll fucking really hate some but I was like you know you'll watch it and all of a sudden it get released at midnight and at like half one in the morning he's on fucking mouthing off about how shite it was <laughs> you couldn't even hold your fucking water till the next day <laughs> But seemingly, like, I think, I don't know if in the whole thing, but in the first episode or whatever, he talks, talks in French the whole fucking time. Oh, really? Aye, even though he knows perfect English. And he could have spoken English if he wants, but he's just, I think he talks in English most, uh, French most of the time and it has to be subtitled. Wow. Just to be more of a dick. Yeah, so I don't think it's had great reception, shall we say. I think that would be an understatement, yeah. 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 Okay, and lastly, Vince... McMahon. Is that how you say it? Vince McMahon. Vince McMahon. Vince McMahon. Do you want to elaborate on the story of him? Because, I mean, I know about him, but... Vince McMahon's going in the bin this right. week. Okay. He's a, I mean, I was trying... I, I made the case that he might be the most bin-worthy person we've ever had, and I wasn't forgetting about Putin at the time. <laughs> no. Or Jeff Grubb. Mm-hmm. He's just an absolute fucking wretched human being. So for anyone that doesn't know, Vince McMahon owns World Wrestling Entertainment, the WWE, well-known brand across the world. And he's just a prick. He's he's done so much over the course of his career that is deplorable. Like, I have... No filter. No. I mean, you. I've always said you can't offend me. Like I'm just, I just can't be offended. And Vince McMahon doesn't offend me, but it's one of the only things that I've been like. I'm. I mean, don't get me wrong. It was an easier decision to make because the wrestling is shit in WWE. Mm. But the main reason I stopped watching was because I'm like, I can't fucking. I just can't endorse this fucker anymore mm. like I'll still I'm a bit of a hypocrite because I'll still watch the old stuff but he's a deplorable human being so the reason he's nominated is because he's had to step down as CEO and this is because allegations have come out he's basically been pumping half the staff despite being 74 year old 76 76 uh, he's been having affairs and then once the affair ends he pays them off to keep their mouth shut now I'm sure a lot of CEOs do that fine Uh, but he might have been doing it with company funds and it's a publicly traded company so that could get him into quite a bit of bother Yeah. Uh, he's also been if he's shagging you he doubles your wage not great Uh, so all these things could get him in bother but like I'd said on the discord like none of this would break the top 10 in shitty things the guy has done. Like, one of his wrestlers murdered his girlfriend. And it's not up for debate. He did. And Vince McMahon ran about trying to pay off the cops and tried to pretend that the guy couldn't speak English and couldn't answer questions on said murder and got it swept under the cup, uh, under the carpet. Mm. He... There was another wrestler, Brian Pillman, who was working for Vince McMahon at the time and died of a drug overdose. The next night on Raw, which is their TV show, he put 
the grieving widow on live TV and interviewed her, asking her questions like, so, uh, obviously drugs caused this. How are you feeling? How do you do it? Like, just to try and get ratings and also to absolve his company of Mm -hmm. blame. Mm -hmm. Horrible thing to do. Mm They've got a deal with Saudi Arabia. They, after the Saudi Arabian prince uh, decapitated that journalist, everyone broke ties with Saudi Arabia. Not Vince. Within 90 days, he took all his wrestlers over to Saudi Arabia and just went anyway. Even Donald Trump got involved and said, "Ah, you might not want to do that. Not a great idea. And he fucking went anyway. His daughter made a joke on the air about one of the wrestlers getting decapitated before they went. Oh, for fuck's sake. You could, honestly, I mean, I said you could write a book. There's docu- there's third-party documentaries been mm. made and a book being written about mm. the guy just now. Yeah. And the thing is, like I said, what he's, no- what he's nominated for technically, it wouldn't break the top 10. It wouldn't break the top 20 in shitty things he's done. The first ever female referee, he apparently raped in his limousine. She went on TV and told the world, and everyone ignored it because it was wrestling. Mm-hmm. Like, you couldn't make up the amount of stuff this guy's done. And the thing is, what's good about it is that there's now big investigations going on into the inner workings of the company. And so while technically what he's up for isn't that bad like as i say ceos sleep around a lot but it's the company it's the company funds aspect that's probably going to do them if they look into all this other stuff like you're talking and they will have to as part of the process probably for major scandal yeah there'll be a lot that'll come out he has flown under the radar so many times mm. because oh it's just wrestling mm. he's a carny it doesn't matter it's a billion dollar company yeah and he's about to get fucking found out mm. and to make just to absolutely cement his fucking place in the bin after stepping down as ceo he's not usually on television the Re- wb have a show on a friday and a monday and he's not been on tv for ages but as he stepped down on Friday, he then went on live TV on Friday. And he announced this ahead of time to get ratings up. And all he did was walk down to the ring, say, welcome to SmackDown, said, we're all in this together. No, we're fucking not, Vince. You're the dick. Got a cheer from the live crowd and then walked out. And he did it to stroke his own ego. And because he knew that the fans in attendance were stupid enough to cheer for him, and make a public spectacle of, oh, everyone's with me. Everyone's behind me. No, they're fucking not. And then he did it again last night for no reason. Came out to say, oh, John Cena's coming back next week. And again got a cheer and nearly fell out of the ring because he's old and fucked. So I don't pull rank often, but Vince McMahon is going in that fucking bin. Okay. And I'm going to kick fucking him all around the bin for the next week. He's a horrible old guy, a horrible old man, and he's getting what he deserves, and I fucking love it. And sorry, one last thing <laughs> to make matters even better, 
he had an American Football League and he hired someone to basically oversee it all and he signed the guy on a contract where the guy could not be sacked and even if the league didn't last he would get paid the full amount of like 22 million that he was due over the course of his contract Uh the only way he could be sacked is if Vince had something that he didn't like and he went to him and gave him a chance to fix it and he didn't and so Vince McMahon folded the league after six weeks but the day before he did it he fired that guy and said I get none of your money and so this guy was like out of principle I'm fucking taking you to court Mm -hmm. and normally what WWE would do is they would drag you through the courts for five six seven years with stupid continuances and stuff like that and basically bankrupt you Mm -hmm. through the court system but because Vince has got this going on he couldn't afford to be in court and lose another and he was going to lose another court case so he had to fucking settle and give the guy all his money Mm. yesterday because he couldn't afford another loss so that was fucking great as well Mm. so Vincent man getting the fucking bin you diddy Okay, now we move to our movie section. Each week we like to pick a gaming-inspired movie to watch and rate and review. And this week we opted for Dead Rising Watchtower. So this is the second film in the sort of Dead Rising franchise. This came out in 2016. Scored a 4.7 out of 10 on IMDb, IMDb. So not great. By no. all accounts. So just a kind of summary of the film. Um, it kind of follows on from obviously the first one. Reporter Chase Carter, aka Jesse Metcalf, returns to East Mission City to investigate a mysterious building where prisoners are being transported to be guinea pigs on experiments to find a cure for the zombie infection. Lines, who's the kind of general, I think, is he? Yep. Um, his plan is to kill the 1.5 million people that have an implanted chip, um, which sort of prevents them from turning into zombies. So he's trying to, like, obliterate the whole zombie outbreak, but in the process killing all these people. Yep. So not great. Um, And, yeah, that's, you know, will they succeed is the, the basic story, I guess. Yeah, I thought it was better than a 4.7 to be honest like i'm so curious about these two films because i'm sure we went through this with the first one but also this one i don't i'm pretty sure this didn't go to cinema Mm. i couldn't find a single thing about a box office it was literally announced a month after the first one. So. Yeah, they came out a year after each other, mm-hmm. so they must have literally recorded them back to back, which mm-hmm. makes it even more strange that only Jesse Metcalf remained from the first film, pretty oh, much, the, apart from the... I, another girl. Spoilers, but not that anyone's going to care, but uh, she appears later on. But <laughs> his main sort of main squeeze from the first one, like she didn't return, like it was a different mm-hmm. girl there. But I, don't, I found it quite interesting, like. I don't know, I quite like these sort of films that almost take like a, not political look at stuff like this, but like, so you get a lot of films that are like, oh, it's a zombie apocalypse and it's just folk bat and fuck out of zombies and that was what happened here as well. But I like the sort of tint on it that it was like big corporations trying to be like, how can we benefit from a zombie apocalypse? Mm. And, like, 
I feel like if a zombie apocalypse did actually happen, that would happen. Yeah, it does leave you to sort of ponder, I guess, in reality, you know, how things might play out and what would the decisions that be made, yeah. you know? If, if like, the zombie, if, it, if zombie, a zombie apocalypse started and it didn't wipe out the full world, which it probably wouldn't, so in a situation where it had been contained like it is in the Dead Rising film, like what you had was you had a scene where, so for anyone that hasn't played any games, there's a drug called Zombrex which stops people from turning. So you've got a lot of people that are infected, but as long as they take this Zombrex, they're okay and they can lead normal lives, but they're obviously tagged because they could go mental at any point. Mm -hmm. And so they have to live quarantined and stuff. And so you've got the CEO of the woman who made Zombrex and she basically says she knows that this Lieutenant Lyons is is going to murder all these 1.7 million people. And so there's a a scene where she has a conversation with someone else within her company and she's like, if they wipe out these 1.7 million people, our company's fucked Mm -hmm. because we make Zombrex and if Zombrex isn't needed, then we're fucked. And she's also a villain because it was basically her that led, that initiated the zombie outbreak so that she could then use Zombrex to contain them. Yeah. And so what she says is, if he does wipe out those 1.7 million, tomorrow we release a different infection into the world because they've also got a cure for that. Mm. And like, I mean, does that sound too far-fetched? <laughs> no, does it not. fuck? Yeah. Does it fuck? We've just watched, like, companies make a killing, literally, off the pandemic. Like, with, like, tests and with vaccines and stuff like that. Like Gym equipment. Gym equipment, aye. (laughs) Fucking Uber Eats. (laughs) But, like, this sort of shit would happen. Mm. Like, of course it would. And, like, I find it very interesting. Like, I was talking on Discord... Um, the latest Jurassic Park films were getting slagged but like that's what I liked about the new Jurassic Park film it was like if dinosaurs like were introduced to the world how would people try to profit off it and how would what would that angle be and mm. I find that stuff quite interesting because yeah. like, it, I, like it, yeah it leads you to kind of think in your own kind of circumstances what would you do and stuff yeah yeah there was a character called Garth in it that I thought was quite funny as I well I was disappointed uh, spoiler he dies earlier than I would have liked him to because I thought he was going to be the replacement for what was the guy Frank West for Frank West like I thought he was going to be the comedy angle and and he he did but he he died earlier on than I thought he was going to yeah um, which was disappointing but yeah when he was first introduced he's sitting playing Dead Rising 3 Mm -hmm. um, which is a nice little kind of callback for people who have played the games um yeah, no, he was he. I really did like him, and like I don't know if you look at the core characters. Like, if one of them had to die, he was the one that wasn't essential to how the story unravelled. Yeah, he was just an extra gunman, really, wasn't he? Aye, but I almost wish we'll have two extra gunmen mm. so that somebody else can die. Because I realised somebody's got to die, but I, I thought, like you say, he was funny, yeah. and he was the comedy relief within it. Mm. But like I say, I'm so. I mean, this is almost something I should have done before recording, but I don't have time. But I'm so confused about the optics behind this. Because, like like I say, I don't think these went to the cinema. But they can't have been cheap to make. The special effects was decent. 
like at times there was a scene late on and I realised it wasn't done in completely like one take because they were sort of flickering it so that's how they would have done it but Jesse Metcalf in the hospital just starts wiping out about 50 zombies like one by one by one and like the special like the special effects was really good yeah. on the way these zombies were getting their heads bashed in and decapitated and stuff like that. Like it didn't look B movie. Mm-hmm. And so I don't know, I wouldn't be surprised to to learn that like it was almost the films were almost funded by like profits from the game or something like that, and that they thought this might be a good thing overall. Mm. Because I mean, maybe maybe there is a box office, but when IMDb doesn't list box office, that tends to suggest to me that it didn't. If it did go to the cinema, it was in like fucking Fiji or something like that. Um, but like, I would love to know like, I the sort of finances behind it because they can't have made money. And yeah. I think the only reason we got a second one was because, like you say, they they must have literally wrapped the first film and then just went. Keep and going. used a lot of the same Aye. stuff. Just yeah. keep keep going because they came out twelve months apart. Mm. Um, but with both films almost as a whole, like I was surprised. Like I thought there's a lot worse zombie films out there. Yeah, I think for me it was sort of every bit as good and bad as the the first one. To be honest, like I'm kind of prone to say like if you if you didn't enjoy the first movie, then you're probably not going to like the second one either, and kind of vice versa. Um, the storyline, I don't know, it, it maybe is just a wee bit too generic or, yeah, I don't know, perhaps. Oh, it certainly didn't break the mould or anything like that. But. Yeah, it's just, I don't know, it's, it's probably a lot of the same of what we've seen in other zombie movies before and that maybe... Ha- it's hard to do something new though, <sighs> yeah. isn't it? I mean, how many fucking yeah, zombie no, films okay, are there? But I think that maybe just leads it to be a little bland and generic in some ways, which may be why it didn't hit as well as they'd hoped. Um for some reason, I don't, I don't know why, but like out of the two films, if you take the two films as a whole, I thought Frank West was a highlight. Mm-hmm. Like I thought he was genuinely fucking hilarious mm-hmm. in the first film. But if you took him out, I think the second film was a better zombie film than the first one. I don't know why. I think it had better action. And I, I liked the I liked the journey they were on better. Yeah, I yeah. But yeah, I, I, I don't know. I just I thought I thought the story was pretty good. I think see it as well. I think it was actually shorter than the first film. Oh, that's always bonus points, isn't it? Yeah, I, I think <laughs> the first film actually topped two hours, maybe, and mm. I think the second film was like a kind of one thirty-five, mm. and I think that was maybe part of it as well. But yeah, no, I thought I I would I I would go so far as to say. I would watch both of them again, probably yeah. at some point. I mean, I stayed awake for both of them, which is always that's a sign of approval, something to be said, it? isn't it? Aye, mm-hmm. that's usually the that's usually the the sort of stamp of approval. I would mm. say, no sleep emojis for yeah. you. And if there's any pilots out there, or you know, flight simulator experts like myself, um, you might have noticed that when the planes take off to fire the missiles, they're um, FA eighteen Hornets. But then there's another scene and it changes to an F-15 Eagle. Two different planes. Don't know what they were thinking. Obviously, we, we do an audio podcast, so you can't see my dumbfounded face, mm. but that's that's some proper plane knowledge there. Yeah, I, I, I've pulled it from IMDb. I don't oh, I don't doubt it. <laughs> I don't doubt it. Moviemistakes.com. <laughs> 
it does seem like a film where moviemistakes.com could have a fucking field day. Yeah, there probably was a lot more, to be honest. Yeah. But yeah, no, I enjoyed it. Like, I would... I don't know. I think when you... For, I don't know, people maybe that listen to this podcast, like, last week they heard, like, watching Dead Rising 2. Fuck that noise. I'll skip that one. Mm. Totally understand. But genuinely, not that bad. Yeah. I would give it a three, which is pretty much my go-to these days. <laughs> I think the last one I probably gave a three as well. It's middle of the road. I would watch it again, but it wasn't amazing. Yeah, I'd go the same. I think three, two. That doesn't sound right. No, three as well. Three as well. Yeah, okay. Yeah. And I've got the audience pies here. We only get 45 votes, so less people willing to to take this journey with us. Mm-hmm. Uh, 2% give it five pies. 11% give it one pie. Mm-hmm. 17% gave it four pies. Thirty percent give it three pies, and the winner was two pies with forty percent. Fair. So yeah, next week we're gonna watch. We're gonna keep with the turtles theme, and we're gonna watch the two thousand and twelve TMNT film, which is pretty much a remake of the first film. Oh, oh. (laughs) That sounds like fit. Outrageous. Outrageous. To be fair, if you had not went off on an absolute tirade about Vince McMahon, we might have been finished by now. Well, I mean, we're almost finished. We are almost finished. We can take a few whiffs while we (laughs) saunter through pick of the week. But yeah, next week will be the 2012 Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles film. And I wanted to do this quite close to the 1991 that we did two weeks ago because we can compare and contrast. Because I said at the time, I think it's a better film. And that got a bit of... We got a few write-ins about that for we're not pleased, but... Mm -hmm. Watch it with us. I think I think you might agree. Okay, and don't forget to leave your feedback either on the website or Discord as well. Okay, so let's wrap things up with our pick of the week. Then this week, so there is a couple of things we could have chosen: Sonic Origins, which is Sonic the Hedgehog, Sonic the Hedgehog Two, and Sonic Three and Knuckles, and Sonic CD, all sort of remastered and bundled together, but. It's Sonic, isn't it? So it's still you know. it's still Sonic. Yeah. So no. Yeah. So on a week when it was the only release, still no. Yeah. So this week's pick of the week is Craig. Fall guys. Fall guys. So it is free to play as of Tuesday and will be available on Xbox and Switch too. We are going to have a little community event. Should you wish to join us? Yep. Friday at 9pm UK time we're just all going to get together you can do private rooms now so we'll create a room or whatever it is and we'll all jump on and have some fun I'm looking forward to it I've not played Fall Guys really since launch nah it's been a while hasn't it 
It's been a long time, but it's so much fun. And at the time when it did launch, you couldn't do private rooms. Mm. And so I remember thinking, this is a lot of fun. But if it was all people you knew mm-hmm. or people you like know of, like it would be so much better. And so I'm really excited for it. Apparently they've added like a course creator as well. I don't know if I'll get time, but if I do, I might make a course or two <laughs> for Friday. Okay. Um, but I'm really looking forward to it. And the fact, just the fact we can play across everything. Like, so, I mean, me and you can play separately, like, in the same room. One of us can be on the Switch, one of us can be on, like, the PlayStation or Xbox, yeah. and we can we can yeah. both play Friday night, and, yeah, I'm really looking forward to it, really, really looking forward to jumping back in. Uh, apparently there's a season pass as well that gets you a lot of outfits and stuff like that, so I'll definitely be jumping on that. Oh, of course you will. Oh, yes, yes, <laughs> Some yes, ludicrous yes. outfit, yeah. Yeah, you still have to get a can of Coke, I want that. But you're a Pepsi man. I know, but they didn't have Pepsi. It was mm. like knockoff Coke. It wasn't actually Coca Cola. Yeah, okay. It just said cola on or something. Okay. But it's close enough. Okay. So yeah, as I mentioned, come join us Friday night, nine o'clock. We'll post the details on our social channels, probably Twitter and on the Discord. So feel free to jump in and have some fun, hopefully. Yep. And I'm about to jump on this food, which smells fucking amazing, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. It's a shame that this is not a scratch and sniff podcast because <laughs> Fucking hell! Uh, I'm I'm about to devour this super dry uh, chips, cheese, and donut. Mm-hmm. Yep. And on that note, goodbye. We shall chat to you again next week. Daddy, bye.